Hello, and welcome to Lonely TTRPG, the solo play and review TTRPG podcast. This week, we're going to be playing A Weekend in the Country, a murder mystery for one or more players by Laurie Asmuth. Now, Weekend in the Country is based off of the Wretched and Alone system. We played that with the Wretched, so kind of excited for how this is going to go. So starting off, we have a couple quotes at the beginning of the book. Nothing has such power to broaden the mind as the ability to investigate systematically and truly all that comes under thy observation in life. By Marcus Aurelius. And from Agatha Christie, unless you are good at guessing, it's not much use being a detective. So some very apropos quotes to get you in the mind for a murder mystery. Dun, dun, dun. So before we get into this, I'd like to thank you all for listening to Lonely TTRPG. Uh, at the end, if you like this, please go ahead and give us a like, give us a review on any of your favorite podcasting sites or on YouTube. And go ahead and drop us a follow if you want to see more content. We are doing this every week. This is kind of our thing. So the facts as we know them. You are a renowned private detective and stories of your exploits are widely shared. You are sharp, observant, and likable. You move with equal ease in the finest soirees and in back alley pubs. You are a master of getting people to open up and talk to you. This weekend, you have been invited to the country house of Lord Adler retired colonel of the Imperial Yeomanry Cavalry, to enjoy a relaxed getaway with the Lord's family and a few close friends. Dinner passes pleasantly enough, but early in the morning, you are awakened by a maid screams. Lord Adler has been found dead, murdered in his own bedroom. So taking a look at this, we have a handful of suspects. We have Lady Adler, the younger wife, Lady Buckley, an amateur artist and childhood friend of Lady Adler. Lord Entwistle, who is accompanied by his mother, the widow Lady Entwistle, whose late husband served with Lord Adler until he was court-martialed and dishonorably discharged. And Mr. Cooper, Lord Adler's valet, a young man with ambitions beyond his station. Dun, dun, dun. So, which one of these is the murderer. And that is what we need to find out. And that is what we are going to find out as soon as we set up the board. So first to start off, I'm just going to make sure that I have a list of my suspects. Now to play, we're going to need a standard deck of cards with no jokers, a six-sided dice, and preferably a tumbling block tower. I do not have a tumbling block tower, so we're going to use some variant rules on that. If we play as a solo game, play with a journal making audio or video, which is what we are doing, uh, welcome. And during the game, we're going to be investigating the Adler's country house, talking to guests, servants, and gathering clues about what happened and find out who the murderer is. If we're playing with a block tower, it represents time running out. If the tower falls, the murderer strikes again, killing one of the remaining suspects. For safety, death, murder, suicide, jealousy, and sex are all themes that may be encountered in this game. 
While the game is written in the same cozy crime genre as Agatha Christie or Murder, She Wrote, it is still important that you're mindful of boundaries while playing. So, take care of yourself. If you come up against any topics that look a little too much for you, then go ahead and skip it. Move right along. All right, so to set up the game, we need to pick out the four cards representing the suspects. And these are going to go on the table face up where you're going to shuffle the rest of the deck and deal it into five different decks face down. And those are going to represent the study, the bedrooms, the attic, the servant's quarter, and the kitchen. If we're using a tower, set up the tower somewhere in your play area. You can play without the tower, at which point you ignore any rules for drawing or what happens. So since I don't have a tower, we don't have to worry about that. But if I did have a tower, if I was playing with a tower, again, the tower falling means the murderer has struck again. So we have a lot of setup to do. So first things first, we got to get rid of the jokers. We need the queen of spades for Lady Blakely. For Lord Entwistle, he is the king of diamonds. And we got the jack of clubs for Mr. Cooper. And now we are going to deal the deck into five piles face down. So now we have to label these. So we have the study. We have the study. We have the bedrooms. We have the attic. The servants quarters. And the kitchen. So each turn of the game is going to represent some time collecting clues and interviewing suspects and eyewitnesses. During each turn, you will do the following. You're going to choose a location and draw a card. You're going to roll a D6 and pull that many blocks from the tower. We're not going to be doing that. Then we're going to check the clue that we found in the clue journal and make a note of where we found it. And then we're going to decide whether we want to make an accusation or keep looking. So j'accuse or no. Hot new game. Oh, shoot. The next section is called Jacques. So, Jacques. The goal of the game is to collect enough clues to build a waterproof case against one of the suspects. You do this by collecting cards to build the best possible five-card poker hand and then making an accusation against one of the suspects. When you make an accusation, you must choose five cards from your hand and build a theory of what happened that utilizes all the clues that correspond to the cards in the hand. That hand must contain at least one card of the same suit as the suspect card that you are accusing. If your hand wins, the suspect you accused was indeed guilty. Go on to denouement. If the suspect's hands wins, they turn out to have an ironclad alibi or other solid defense. Detail why they couldn't possibly be the killer and then turn the suspect card upside down. They can no longer be accused. Then continue to play as normal. All right. And then looking at the rest of these, we seem to have a lot of card descriptions. So every card's going to have its own description. So hearts are passion and love. Spades are going to represent misery and misfortune. Diamonds, money, and fortune. And clubs, violence. Already like the theming. Actually picking theming that goes with the that goes with the suit. We need to remember this energy for the end, though. At the end of the game, when one of the following things happen, the game comes to an end. You make an accusation, and your poker hand wins the defending hand. All suspects but one have been turned face down, either because they have been able to defend themselves, 
while defending against the accusation or because they have been killed when the tower has fallen. Uh, if you make an accusation and it is correct, you have found the killer. Make sure you document all the clues in your hand. Uh, when you confront the suspect the, with these irrefutable facts, they cave and confess. You hand them over to the local police and congratulate yourself on another solved case. If all suspects but one have been discounted or murdered, the real killer has eluded your grasp. Describe how they managed to taunt you when you realize they have made good their escape. Perhaps you will pass, will cross again. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. So again, we're going to go to a location. We're going to draw a card, and based on that card, we are going to attempt to build a theory of who killed Lord Adler. All right, so let's go ahead and start in the study. After all, Lord Adler spent most of his time there, so let's go ahead and flip that over, and we got a club. All right, so the Eight of Clubs represents a small but lethal wound easily missed on casual observation. So we definitely find the wound. We found his body in the study and looking at it, we find the small wound it seems to be hidden in the folds of his neck. After all, you know what happens to soldiers when they stop being soldiers? They tend to get rather large. I say this as a soldier getting large. I'm allowed to. It's my people. So based on that, we're going to go ahead and head to the bedroom and attempt to find something in the bedroom. That might give us a little more of a hint as to what happened. Another club. All right. This time the queen. When you arrived at the house, you recall you saw Lord Ather's valet, Mr. Cooper, in a heated discussion with one of the other guests. Who was it? Well, I'm not sure yet. I do remember the discussion. I do remember the fight. Looked like a fight. I didn't get a good look because Mr. Cooper was blocking them. But let's see what we find in the attic. After all, we're starting to put some pieces together and the attic is going to be the ideal place to try and hide something. The ten of spades. All right. So a second story window has been forced open from the outside. That is impressive. They climbed up to force open a window from the outside. Good for them. With this in mind, let us see what these servants have to say about this. And let's head to the servants' quarters. And what do the servants have to tell us? They have to tell us a tale of passion with a heart, the seven of hearts. An impassioned argument overheard through a wall, although no words can be made out. It seems like it was just outside the kitchen. And based on that location, this sounds like it would be in the right spot for the argument that Mr. Cooper was having with his, with his person. So let's head to the kitchen and see if we can find any clues in the kitchen as to what this argument was about or who Mr. Cooper might've been arguing with. The four of spades. So we have the silhouette of a person spotted prowling in the garden at night. So based on this, all right, based on this, we have ourselves an argument occurring outside between Mr. Cooper and somebody else. A mysterious figure prowling the grounds at night, climbing up 
to the second floor and forcing open a window in order to deal a small wound. So with hearts, clubs, and spades, I can accuse Lady Adler, Lady Blakely, or Mr. Cooper. Now, I don't like my hand. I only have a queen high. Remember, the whole point is for a poker hand. But, but, this is like stud rules. This isn't, uh... This isn't Texas Hold'em rules, so the math is all different. Queen high may not be that bad. Of course, with my luck, they are going to get themselves a low pair. However, we're going to find out right now, who shall I accuse? Who shall I accuse? Who was it who was prowling the grounds? I am going to say that I remember the flash of red hair underneath a hat, the same red hair as Lady Adler. That Lady Adler was the one who was arguing with Mr. Cooper. Very passionate argument, a uh, very passionate argument. And I seem to recall Mr. Cooper being angry at Lady Adler that she was not willing to run away with him. She wanted to maintain her marriage, even though she was married to a much older husband. So, Mr. Cooper, Mr. Cooper, sir, you were prowling around in the dark. You were the one who climbed up to the second story, and it was you who opened that window into the study, sneaking up behind Lord Adler and stabbing him in the folds of his neck. Very crafty, Mr. Cooper, but Jacques. So now we need to build Mr. Cooper's case. So we need to draw from every deck in order to build his case. And I lost. Damn it. I didn't lose. It's just Mr. Cooper is not the suspect. All right. He pulled himself the ace of spades. So, looking at this, we have the Ace of Spades, Jack of Spades, Nine and Three of Diamonds, Nine of Clubs. So, Ace of Spades, Lady Blakely tries to warn you off the case, implying she can make your life difficult if you don't. So, Lady, Lady Blakely is the one who's involved here. As well as Lady Blakely chauffeur Anthony confides that his employer can be difficult. He tells you an anecdote of when she fired her previous chauffeur for petty reasons. We combine that with the nine and three of diamonds, which is a ledger with suspicious recurring sum paid out every month to an unfamiliar name and a small hidden tin box containing cocaine. Dun, dun, dun. And the nine of clubs, a blow delivered in anger. This is Mr. Cooper's defense. Mr. Cooper was trying to warn Lady Adler of... Lady Blakely, her friend. He was trying to warn Lady Adler. That's what the argument was for. That Lord Adler seemed to be in some type of dealing with Lady Adler. That Mr. Cooper had found a small tin of cocaine. And that he had discovered some unknown payments. It seems that Lord Adler had a little bit of a habit. He needed that nose candy. All right, He was into those fine white ladies. And I mean the cocaine on that. And unfortunately, what we assumed, what we assumed was a small wound to conceal. 
It appears to be more of an angry blow. So upon further evaluation, it would not have even been Mr. Cooper because our theory was around Mr. Cooper being delicate. And this was not a delicate blow. So, unfortunately, all these cards are going to go to the discard pile. And Mr. Cooper, congratulations. You are not the murderer. We are going to flip his card over. We will have to continue on. We will have to find out who the murderer is. We will have to find the new one. Not the new one, the, the correct suspect. So we're going to return to the study. We're going to return to the scene of the crime. Ooh, and we're going to get ourselves the King of Hearts. So I'm going to go ahead and take that King of Hearts, and I'm going to replace that Four of Spades. So the King of Hearts, what does the King of Hearts tell us? I found it a little strange that Lord Adler would invite me for the weekend. I didn't really know him that well, but now I do remember something. At the bottom of my invitation, he had written a personal greeting. It seems that Lord Adler was nervous and concerned for his safety, especially surrounding these mysterious payments, especially surrounding his habit. Apparently, he was concerned for his safety, and he was looking for someone to look out for him. Poor Lord Adler. You know what? Jacques Jacques Lady Blakely. Who seems to have a temper about her firing her chauffeur that we learned from Mr. Cooper. Who, based on Mr. Cooper's alibi, Lady Blakely seems to have the most likely of motive and most likely of opportunity. Now, Lady Blakely obviously wasn't the one prowling around at night. Uh, the prowler turned out to be nobody. It turned out to be Mr. Cooper attempting to find out what was going on in order to find this drop. But we know it wasn't Mr. Cooper. So, Lady Blakely, what is your alibi? Not good. Not good. Not good enough. Not good enough. Ah! I really need to play to a pair or something. There's a reason why I stopped playing poker. <laughs> All right. So Lady Blakely got herself a pair, a small pair, but she has a pair. And that's all that she needs. So we got the Jack of Diamonds, two of spades, seven of spades, two of hearts, three of hearts. So for the Jack of Diamonds, the maid delivers a sealed envelope containing a generous sum of money, along with a note from Lord Adler. If you had gotten this, it means I have met my demise. I hope it will cover expenses to find the culprit. So we were correct. Adler was concerned about his safety. He had already made plans and provisions. I don't know how that helps in Lady Blakely's case. Let's see what the spades give her. A uh, rumor of betrayal... And a series of badly veiled insults. Hmm. So, a rumor of betrayal and a series of insults. Ooh. Lady Blakely was there for her friend, Lady Adler. There were rumors that Lord Adler was stepping out. Uh, Lady Blakely was not the one involved with the cocaine and the payments. 
It seems that Lord Adler's appetites ran large, according to rumors, and that those appetites included more than just the cocaine, but also maybe the other type of fine white lady, the fine white lady of the evening. And he just needed a little something to help stay awake for this. Accusations which he didn't seem to deny over dinner as he continued to make several remarks. Much to the distress of Lady Adler and Lady Blakely. What else in hearts do we have? Two and three secret love letters and a stolen kiss seen from a distance. It seems that Lady Blakely and Lady Adler were closer than just friends as the two were spotted in the garden. And their letters to each other found. Tragic that... Tragic that they couldn't remain together. But all of this points to Lady Blakely as while certainly wanting Lord Adler dead, she is not the one responsible. As she was seen running to the garden that night to go meet with her secret lover. The Lady Adler. So, Lady Blakely, congratulations. You are no longer a suspect. I I am doing really poorly at this. Now, since we've discovered some stuff, let's head back down to the server. We've heard some nasty rumors. Let's see if the servants have any more information on these rumors. Hmm. So, Four of Diamonds. Four of Diamonds. We're going to use that for diamonds. We're going to cover up the seven of hearts. So we no longer have the impassioned argument over her through a wall because we already determined that was Mr. Cooper and Lady Adler. And we ruled Mr. Cooper out from being the culprit. So we no longer need that card. We are going to, once again, uncover the four of spades. The silhouette of a person spotted prowling in the garden at night. Was Lady Blakely the only one out? The four of diamonds which we just drew, is going to be an overheard rumor that one of the suspects is deep in debt. We're going to get rid of the Eight of Clubs and we're going to keep the King of uh, Hearts. So, we no longer have any evidence of the wound. Which is fine. Which is fine because we have someone who is deep in debt. Deep in debt with dark silhouettes prowling through the gardens breaking into second-story windows from the outside and having arguments out in public. And who else was in the argument with Mr. Cooper but Lady Adler. Lady Adler, Zacchus! Zacchus, your husband put you into great debt. His infidelities and his rumors and his habits. His naughty habits. So, Miss Adler... May I call you Miss Adler now? Uh, Widow Adler. So, Widow Adler, did you do it? Will my pair of fours hold up? Probably not. I have not held It's a pair, though. It's a pair. It's going to be the first pair I had. And, of course, she gets a pair of tens. Of course, she gets a pair of tens. Oh, so Lady Adler was not the, was not the subject. So that is a 10 of hearts, 10 of diamonds. So, and 
So Ten of Diamonds is a friendly card game that suddenly turns very serious. Ten of Hearts is a woman's nightgown somewhere it shouldn't be. So it would seem that after dinner that uh, Lady Adler and Lady Blakely were playing a friendly game of cards when all the feelings and emotions came out. Yes, there was a prowling figure, but it was the Lady Blakely as she was going off to the garden to meet with Lady Adler, as evidenced by the nightgown found outside. Oh my goodness. Oh my, such scandal. For this time period. For the modern time, hey, you do you, girl. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, with Lady Adler and Lady Blakely being together, at the time of the murder. That means that we only have one suspect left. And as I turn to look at Lord Entwash to find out why, I find nothing but open air. He taunts me. He has gotten away. Curse you, Lord Entwash. It seems that Lord Entwash... Uh, correction, Entwistle. It seems that Lord Entwistle has several side businesses for... Other type of whistles, wink, wink, nudge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean? And with these side businesses, he had ensnared Lord Adler into debt. A debt that Lord Adler could not pay. And when Lord Adler explained that he couldn't pay to the Lord Entwistle, the Lord Entwistle grew angry and attempted to merely teach Lord Adler a lesson. Unfortunately, Lord Adler, at his advanced age, did not survive if only I had put these pieces together. If only I had put these pieces together sooner. Perhaps we might have caught him. Perhaps Lord Entwistle might be behind bars right now. Unfortunately, he has gotten away and I am embarrassed. But these things happen. So that is a weekend in the country. So that is a weekend in the country. And I just have to say that this was a cute game. This was fun. I like that. I like that. Very Agatha Christie, very Hercule Poirot. I definitely did have that. I definitely did have that Murder, She Wrote feel to it. Like you can see all that influence in here. This was fun. Now, if you're going to play with more people, each turn somebody like somebody else takes detective and they try to figure out what the clue might mean. And, you know, of course, relatively quick game. We played this in what? About a half hour. So, fun game, quick game, very cute. I really liked it. I did. The various prompts and whatnot, they are good. Don't get me wrong. The problem is when you're coming up with 13 different prompts for 13 different things, everything doesn't exactly gel together well, especially when you end up with multiple suits. So when you're designing it, like you almost have to like you almost have to have every individual motive be its own standalone, but they have to work well with the other stuff in case you end up with multiples. Hard to say that it did that. However, it did work overall. Like, the game was still fun. Like, it did work overall. It it didn't take a lot of stretching to get all that stuff to work together. It didn't take a lot... Uh, 
And you definitely ended up with plenty of a saucy situations in there as some of these cards came up. You know, it's one of those, I feel like you were always going to end up in some type of, I, I feel like Lady Ather is always going to end up in some type of an affair. You know, which is fine, a little cliche, but then again, like, the cliche is part of the appeal for this game. Like, this game, yes, it has the cliches, but that's part of the attraction. That's part of why this was fun to play. You know, and the excitement of shouting out Jacques as you get ready to as you get ready to make your case. So all in all, great game. Highly recommend that you go check this out. If you want to pick up your own copy, you can find it on itch.io. Again, that's a weekend in the country. The website is Lari. That's L-A-R-I dash A-S-S-M-U-T-H dot itch dot io slash a week in the country dashes between all the words it is five dollars which is very on par for what i've seen for these games as i play more of these games i realize that i am pricing myself way too low but no this is definitely worth this is definitely worth five dollars this is definitely worth the little bit of fun that you get to have with it so if you enjoyed this by all means, go pick up a weekend in the country and make sure that when you do, you tell her that Steel Stash sent you. Uh, we're trying to grow this. We're trying to get some word of mouth and let some of these let some of these indie creators know that someone is out here willing to play their games and spread the word. So go pick this up. Put on your thinking cap. Head out to the country manor and have yourself a good time. But Watch out for them murderers. They're everywhere. Jacques! Or in this case, I guess, Adu. You've been listening to Lonely TTRPG, the solo TTRPG live play and review. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also reach us at Twitter at BDDC underscore pod or at Black Dragon Dungeon Company at gmail.com. If you really like us, you can consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Dragon Dungeon Company. Thank you so much.